0: Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Dave. And we're the hosts of the Chasing Tomorrow podcast, where we bring you stories that delve into the science and spirit behind intriguing people doing extraordinary things.
1: Welcome to the Chasing Tomorrow podcast. This week, is episode 90. On this week's episode, we have just me and Joe. We're going to be taking a little bit of a break from our regular guests. And we're just going to be checking in. Joe has had a big adventure race across Florida, 300 miles. Can't wait to hear the nitty-gritty details of, of that. And I'm up in the Canadian uh, North. I've been running up a storm, preparing for the my upcoming May 15th run across Canada. Uh, I want to run the 7,200 long kilometers across the country in under 72 days. That's that's going to be record time. And I've got a lot of work between now and then getting ready for this and I want to update all of you about what that looks like and maybe give you a little bit of insight into kind of what you know what the the, the bones of, of something like this would look like so welcome to the Chasing Tomorrow podcast show
0: hey Dave how are you I uh, I think it's pretty funny I'm down in uh Miami today Miami Beach Florida back in Florida again and it's I think almost 80 degrees Fahrenheit um, What's the temperature like up there in Calgary?
1: It is not at all that warm. And in fact, I'm pretty jealous. i got to get out for like a, oh, I think a, a five to six hour run today. I have to go look at the schedule. But um, yeah, I'm looking outside. It's dark and cold right now. It's super windy. And I think it's minus 20, but it, it, the wind chill might be making it colder than that. Maybe probably minus 30 today. So I got my work kit out for me today and I'm a bit jealous, Joe.
0: Oh, man. I guess yeah. Some people like cold versus hot, but I think that I do win today. Got off my morning run, and I think when you walk out, you know, at this time of year, and you don't have to put on a jacket or anything, you just have your t-shirt and shorts, and you go. It just feels like liberating,
1: you know. Absolutely, feeling a lot more wind on your skin.
0: Yeah, Um, Mm -hmm.
1: yeah. It's a it's a good feeling. If you feel, I don't know, like Joe, would you would you say like running in a t-shirt and shorts in the morning? that kind of make you feel alive?
0: Yeah, yeah, without a yeah. doubt. You know, uh yeah. it it is, yeah, there's this sort of um what almost like you know physical, but then there's an emotional feeling to it where you just get this energy from the freedom of running. You know, we've been talking to people a lot and you know, they always say they love running. And sometimes when I'm out there I sort of say to myself, do I love this? You know? And because <laughs> you want to sort of be conscious about it, not say after all oh, I love running because I'm done. But like while you're in it, and and there's a lot to be said for being able to just move outside under your own power. You know, not when you're having to you know jam it and do interval work, but just you know the idea of getting out and running. Um, <clears throat> there is a there's a lot going on in our body and our mind and just our soul. So yeah, it's fun. And uh, you know, interestingly enough, <clears throat> we're gonna have. Uh, a guy who started a sneaker company on the podcast in uh, probably a month or so. Uh, Michael started the company called Atreyu Running. And um, uh, I got introduced to him through our buddy Don Reichelt. And uh, I'm running in his Atreyu Running sneakers. And they're really lightweight, very straightforward, you know, good kicks. And uh, and it's the first time, though, I've ever run in an all-white sneaker. In Miami, I think I fit in in the all-white sneaker. You know, it's like oh yeah, that's what cool. all the
1: young kids are doing, Joe. That's I that's the trend. You're 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 being a bit of a trendsetter.
0: You know, when I'm out here, I think people probably don't think I'm not from here. So like, oh, that guy must be from Miami. He's running in you know shorts and white sneakers <laughs> and the whole thing. So yeah. it's sort of fun to try them out and uh, and give him a shot. So yeah, Michael's sort of breaking the rules a little bit with his uh, sneaker company. So. We'll get him on that's you know, good talk about that's that. that's good
1: there's, there's yeah we, we always have to have one or two trendsetters out, out there and set the trend for the rest of us yeah and then we and then we just follow suit ultimately nice. you know joe we just want to get out for a jog right yeah <clears throat> yeah mm-hmm. absolutely yeah mm-hmm. and then today's like today with the, the my run outside it's going to yeah. be you know cold i mean i'm gonna have to put an extra layer uh, mm-hmm. on my you know so i'll have three layers on the bottom probably four up top and you know, I think for the first like half an hour to an hour, you, you feel brave, you know, you feel strong. You feel like, like Rocky Balboa, you know, that you're like, you're getting out and doing this and then it gets pretty old. Um, but I also (laughs) think it's, 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 you know, there, there's a lot of time spent in your head where there's a lot of messaging coming in and you're like, okay, that's enough, Mm. you know, and it gets pretty uncomfortable. Um, and there's a lot of, you know, one of the, one of the things I like doing Joe is when I, you know, I'll, I'll go for these longer runs in the, in the Canadian winters. And, and I like to come inside and take in a bit of comfort, you know, halfway or three quarters of the way through, especially three quarters of the way. Cause even if you finish it right there, if let's say you went for, you know, had, had you've done four of your five hours, four yeah. hours is, is enough. Like it's yeah. good enough. It's easy to convince yourself. You're like, that. that's good enough. Yeah. right like it's it's 50 kilometers instead of 60 kilometers right um but then it's every message in your mind every you know it's so easy to just make that decision to say okay you know let's hop in the warm shower you know let's make a a a cup of hot cocoa or something Mm -hmm. but it's you know but but you know that you know like with my upcoming run across the country um, there's going to be messages like that every day, every hour for, for, for months on end. And, you know, it, it gives you a choice, you know, um, you know, do you choose the easy way or do you choose the hard way? And, you know, a lot like uh, a lot of our guests, maybe we've we probably talked to on this, on this podcast about, you know, you know, you basically, if you, if you make easy choices, you have a hard life. If you make hard choices, you, you typically have an easier life. Yeah. And I'm always, always happy after the fact when I make the harder choice.
0: Yeah, you know, it it sort of uh, reminds me of my week and a half ago doing this expedition race across Florida. The So you start on the West Coast at the Gulf of Mexico and then you end up on the East Coast at the Atlantic. They actually have you have a little jar and you pick up sand on one beach and sand on the other beach. And, you know, you oh, cool. Together. Uh, and You know, three disciplines, predominantly trekking, biking, and um, canoeing, and all navigating, you know, using a compass and a map um, with very, very limited clues, so you really are on your own. I mean, yes, you do see some people uh, who are in the race, but probably the best thing to do is to ignore them, because most times they're going the wrong direction. Lots (laughs) of lessons learned about that, but the piece that I wanted to touch on a little bit was the we canoed twice the first time 15 miles sort of more in open water and the second time 50 miles and wow and i would sort of recommend not canoeing for 50 miles to anyone uh yeah think about 15 hours most of it through the night we started like 5 15 p.m and we ended the next morning with a little bit of sleep in between at like 11 a.m and uh so navigating at night in a canoe in a canal is just about impossible but what I kept thinking about was sort of what you were touching on, and I, and I came up with this sort of concept for when it really gets hard, is when there are three, three dimensions. One is the feeling of discomfort, the second is utility, and the third is lack of control, and so you put those three together, and you sort of have like a, an intellectual and emotional disaster, you know, because you're just like you you don't sort of know what to do with yourself because you want to stop. You can't stop. You don't like it. You can keep talking yourself into it. And, you know, but you just keep paddling. And like in this instance, the last probably two, 10 miles was straight into the wind. And mm. you're in a canoe, the two of you, you're already tired. You're not paddling very well. Every time you put the paddle and you feel like you're going nowhere. Now I know, you know, there are people who paddle across the atlantic and all that mm-hmm. so amen
1: and i mean <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> they do that perspective doesn't it yeah
0: oh yeah well i think that they sometimes the single rowers probably paddle in the similar distance but probably with less effort than we put in because we're pretty bad at it but mm-hmm. you know the blisters you get on your hands your back is hurting you, everything's just discom- un- uncomfortable and to your point you know you just sort of have to grid it out and you have to convince yourself that time continues and that no matter what you do that will be over at some point and mm-hmm. you know you'll be back on the land and actually the fun part was that the next segment was a, a track which i took on and i got to run it and i never felt better running in my life it was just <laughs> like a joy to do that and <clears throat> and i think that though you know it's it, as you start to say, people ask you sort of the I'm sure they asked you, Dave, they asked me, like, why do you go do this? And, and you know, well, we could go back to, you know, the reason I climb Everest is because it's there or that. But, you know, it is interesting to think about how you play around with your system, you know, your, how you think about life and, you know, are you able to do the hard things to make your life easier because then ultimately you've set the bar in the right direction. I do think to our, our listeners that it doesn't have to be running across Canada or 300 miles across Florida whatever it is that sort of makes you feel a bit of discomfort is probably worth Mm. giving a shot. We were never in a place of danger, you know, like Mm -hmm, if we needed mm -hmm. to, you know, you could pull the ripcord, pull out your phone and make a call and get rescued if you had to. So we're never, so it plays with you, right? It's sort of interesting because it's tragic, but really not. And uh, And so
1: you're, you're probably in, Joey, you're kind of probably in a place of self-discovery, you know, where you you're forced to put yourself into a place where you're like, I don't like this anymore and this got a lot harder really quick mm-hmm. or I'm feeling you know vulnerable in these certain ways and I'm going to have to listen to that voice in my head repeatedly for the next three hours you know of course wind wind tends to do that I, I don't know why or 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 heat and temperature of course but um yeah it, it would you say it's a it's it's a it's a it's an opportune time for self-discovery
0: yeah for sure yeah and- And when, so those three pieces, you know, the lack of control, one of those, which you just highlighted is like the weather. I can't stop the wind. Like no matter Mm -hmm. what, like I could yell at the race course director for like, you know, making it too long, but the Mm -hmm. wind is, is a, oh my God, it's a wicked kind of feeling. You know, I'd rather ride Mm -hmm. uphill, run uphill, than go straight into the wind. That just never Mm -hmm. feels satisfying to try and conquer the wind. So I think that that know what i kept working on in my head was it's just discomfort you know that's number one so sort of get your head around that the number two was to create a point in the future where i knew something would be you know pretty comfortable like okay on wednesday of next week i'll be sitting in a conference room in a meeting with people i like probably having free coffee and a snack and so you know soon it will be in this very comfortable kind of environment so you know Mm latch on to that because that's part of this self-discovery which is finding a path out of you know that because you discomfort doesn't mean that you have to become like angry or like upset it's just you know because you're with someone right you're in a canoe you're not gonna be Mm -hmm. too so yeah it is it's a good it's a good test of the soul uh Mm -hmm. find out what you like what you're good at do you want to do that again probably Mm -hmm. not uh the canoeing part that is I don't mind the 300 mm-hmm. miles trekking but yeah it was uh it was good you know over the 70 hours we slept two hours uh so you know towards the end you had to sort of watch yourself because you could start to see uh you know that they say that you know lack of sleep is like sort of being intoxicated and you can start mm-hmm. to see some of the you know you can't walk a straight line as much and you start to make bad judgments and you you know so yeah, it was it was good. And I also had to find I wasn't the navigator, which is a saving grace, because there's a lot of pressure that comes with that role of navigator, especially when you know you're really just at the mercy of a compass in a in a map. I mean, I don't think it's as hard as what Shackleton had to do, but um, <laughs> 800 miles in front of them. Yeah, but I had to sort of try to use my wits to make sure the navigator didn't make bad mistakes.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: they're wrapped up in what they're doing and they may through being tired, not have good judgment. And so there is a dynamic that goes on, you know, without questioning their judgment, you know, how do you get people to think clearly and make good decisions? So yeah, under all these stresses, you know, so it was physical stress, of course, the lack of sleep stress, the, you know, Sometimes you didn't know what you were getting yourself into. You got lost a couple of times. You're out in the middle of the Florida uh, wilderness, which I don't think people realize how, you know, wooded and forested Florida is. Just different kind of setup. But, and also, I found out, Dave, that you're supposed to wear, like, leggings because the palmettos are like razors. And your leg... Oh, really? Oh, my God. You can't believe how much... Looked like seven cats attacked my legs. Oh no! Oh yeah, it was so scraped up that you and to get to these checkpoints, you gotta walk through this stuff. Yeah, you can like only jump over so much, and then if you try to jump over it, then some like vine catches your leg and tries to trip you. And uh,
1: (laughs) no, no, and you know it's it's like it's like death by a million little you know cuts. Oh Uh, yeah. So was it hurting during, or did you Uh, did? You got a little it just mostly it. hurt thereafter, uh,
0: yeah. but it, no, it, it would be, it would, yeah, it would start to burn the salt of the sweat, the sunscreen, mm-hmm. and you would just get this constant burning. And then, then you got poison ivy because you were walking through the bushes all the time. So you scraped right. up, you're tired, your legs hurt, you're scratched, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's good, uh, figuring out how to <clears throat> deal with that. <clears throat> I also yeah. found out that, uh, when you ride your mountain bike through trails at night, that you really do need a light on your bike. When the light goes mm-hmm. out, it's pretty wicked bad fast. So mm-hmm. like it gets dark, and you're like, oh,
1: "Okay." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so absolutely. So, so overall, how did it go? Because it was 300 miles in the end. Yeah. Um, you know, trekking, biking. So how how much trekking did you do? How much you know, kind of yeah, uh, so cycling did you do?
0: 65 miles on the canoe. Did about 160 on the bike and mm-hmm. about 60 miles of trekking. I think that adds up pretty to wow. 300. So, uh, and the, you know, you can try and run, but it's a very risky endeavor because you'll run past a, a, a point. Like, like you look at a map and you say, okay, 500 kilometers away is a stream we're going to cross. If you happen to just sort of not be paying attention, you go past that stream and you go another 500 kilometers and you're like, but I didn't see the stream. So now you have to go back to your last known point, which is one of the techniques, and start over again. So if you run too much, it's it gets in the way, you know, if you go too, too fast. So there is some running, but it's a lot of trekking, uh, and there are some trails and there are some fire roads, but sometimes none of those are there, and you just have to find no. the way. So yeah, it went well. You know, we finished. Uh, we didn't get all the checkpoints. I think of the two-person male teams. You know, we came in maybe the top three or something like that. You know. Oh wow,
1: great! we, yeah. uh, we and Who did you do with?
0: Uh, a friend of mine who I did an adventure race with back in May. He's he's a pretty good expedition racer. This is the longest he's ever gone, okay. and uh, he's a phenomenal navigator. We found is any time we listened to someone, we were wrong every time we Mm. did it, we were right. Like we just got to a point where (laughs) like, don't listen to anyone else. Don't follow anyone. Like the people who are walking with the most confidence are almost always going the wrong direction.
1: Funny, funny how that works. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I remember. Go on. Yeah. I remember, I remember I was reading something about that a little while back about, uh, bias, Mm. you know, and, and, um, you know just about these these kind of toxic biases that we have and i think in you know right now with the world the way it is with you know the ukrainian crisis and, and of course you know coming out of this pandemic hopefully coming out of this pandemic who knows you know we all have these insane biases right and they were saying that those who say no 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 i don't have a bias you know they have the biggest bias yeah you know th- those those who are appearing to be the most confident They probably have the most reason to to be the least confident right so it's interesting it's uh the the, you know the fallacy of confidence um and yeah and and ultimately you you want to believe in people but yet the person who's screaming the loudest you probably should be not listening to that person
0: yeah it it really is a a very interesting intellectual challenge like you know any one of us who've gone out just hiking you know you don't even have to think about an adventure race and you hit a fork in a trail And there's no trail sign and you're just standing there trying to figure out what would be the reason to go one way or the other and you'll see someone just go by and they'll follow a path and you're like oh they must be going the right way but they might have a different destination in in mind like you don't Mm. know what's happening and so but intellectually it's very hard when you're standing there and everyone's like oh no let's go this way and my navigator dark is like no no it's definitely not and i'm like okay following you man and we were (laughs) always right and so yeah the other thing, Dave, is misleading information is way worse than no information, you know, and yes. so like when some, so they would have some clues that were really not helpful, you know, uh, they would say something like, uh, it's on the pine tree. Well, there was a thousand pine trees, so that's pretty useful. For them. <laughs> yeah. so that didn't help. Then they would say it's like 50 kilometers off the trail, but it really was 200, yeah, I, mm. I, so I was trying to find out: were they doing that on purpose, to make it harder, or were they just dopey? Didn't really find out. Other than people who like the sport would say, "Well, it's supposed to be hard, so just get over it, kid." I'm like, "Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah." They're like, <laughs> I don't think that's the point. It's not like don't mislead no. me. Like, I make it, it comes hard. Down to trust. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. You're like, if you want to make it hard, make it hard, but don't say it's here and it's there. That's not the same. That's you know
1: but yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you can't you can't willingly you know be like yes i'm gonna they they say it's 50 meters but it's it's 200 meters i'm gonna willingly you know go walk that extra 150 meters it's yeah i think I I'm found Yeah. you're working hard enough aren't you
0: yes yeah and that's yeah. the other thing is these all these maps are in kilometers and all americans work in miles so it's, that's the other thing right so every once yeah. in a while you'd be like oh that's two and you're thinking miles, but no, it's 2K. And so it's a, it's a great experience. I did, I will say one last thing and we would let's talk about your training and getting ready. Uh, so in our endurance world, you know, nutrition is always this massive problem. And I think that's because mm-hmm. we're mostly our system is under stress. You know, heart rate's high. You know, we're getting into significant fatigue. You know, there are, everything about our systems are working to sort of satisfy the motion. In this, because of, often we weren't going so hard, Um, nutrition Mm -hmm. was easier, I was able to eat, um, and I did something, and so we know this, right, at low speed, we're able to digest fat easier, because Mm. it's harder to digest and metabolize, but if you're going at low speed, you can do that, and you get this really dense calorie intake with not a lot of problems, so I was eating these They looked like uh, a gel pack, but they were called F-bombs. They were fat bombs. They were macadamia nut with coconut or macadamia nut with chocolate. And in this little packet, 200 calories, and it was like the easiest thing to take in. And uh, I just lived on them. I couldn't get, they were so easy. Just like you just squeeze it a little, to mix it up, boom. And you could feel there's a tiny bit of carbs in it. But it was, mm-hmm. it was great, it really made a difference for me. Of course, I used endurance a lot. The electrolyte blend was great. I met some people. We shared it. They loved it. But that was mm-hmm. a big shift that, and you're going to be going at low heart rate for the most part yourself. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. you might want to give this one a try.
1: Yeah. So so what I'm hearing here, Joe, is there there were a lot of F bombs on the course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure there were too. Yeah.
0: That's right that's true that's true that yeah. part uh when you get yeah. tripped by one of these uh you know uh, vines and you just keep trying to get your foot out of it and it's like uh yeah,
1: yeah. oh yeah no no doubt. there's another product up here in, in Canada it's a what is it called rising grind I think it's called and and you know there are these little gels, gel packs and they're, they're tiny but I think they have like 300 calories in mm. them and all it is is I believe it's like a, a chocolate and almond butter. Yeah, and it, but it's it's delicious. Um, and you know, I I don't know about you. When you keep your heart rate low and you're going for longer, at the beginning you want carbohydrates, mm. and it very quickly turns to you want fats. Yeah, and you all you all you can want all you want are nuts, and you know, vegetable fats, and yeah, that's 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 it. And 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 it does a great job of fueling, like quite immediately too. I never thought that. Kind of fat was a, a, a quick fuel but it really is because right? I, I just feel it yeah
0: totally agree and so it was probably my best nutrition race you know thinking about oh, sleeping cool. two hours over 70 well it was really if we add up from when we were awake to when we finally went to sleep we were probably up yeah probably like as much as harvey was 85 hours probably in total wow. then we started to ending and slipped you know it really wasn't two hours of sleep because I, uh, we slept on the canoe. We found a, um, a boat dock, which was concrete. And so we had to sleep on that. And the only thing I had was the life jacket. So I don't know what it's like, but just trying to think about what it's like to try and sleep on a life jacket. It was pretty mm-hmm. chilly, but mm-hmm. the nighttime was like 50, 48. And all I had yeah. was a, a baggie, like it was a big, uh, hefty bag. So it was not comfortable. So two hours were mm-hmm. really not fully sleeping. Uh, we were getting to the point at the end where it would have been necessary to sleep for three yeah. hours or something. We, we wouldn't have made it through the next wave of, you know, fatigue and exhaustion. So, uh, but yeah, for all that, uh, I'd say that that, you know, high fat with really strong electrolytes really was a fantastic combination to meet the needs of the system as it was going along. So for anyone who's Perfect. hitting the summer with this. You know, starting to get into the warm, and you want to try some stuff. Uh, that F bomb is easy to find it's on Amazon. You know, of course, our performance tea endurance you can get on Amazon as well, or <clears throat> performance tea website. Not just because we make it, but because uh, you know, it just seems to have this amazing balance between that sweet and salty flavor, and you just start right. out, like want more of it. In which you know, you know, you ever find this day like when you're out there for a long time, your body starts telling you what you need. Like, yeah. Yeah. That yeah.
1: This. Right, right. Absolutely. I was listening to a podcast uh, just last week. Um, oh, shoot. What's his name again? You, you've talked to me about this podcast. Uh, Uberman? Um, yeah, Uberman. Yeah. Uh-huh. Podcast. And he's, he's incredible. He's a professor. At, is it Harvard?
0: Stanford. Stanford. I yeah, mean, Stanford. Uh, yes. Yep.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, he was going on about the, the gut brain, yeah. you know, translation back. You've listened to that one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And it was it was great. And ultimately, listen to your gut, you know, you know, pay attention to 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 the signs and signals and and your desires, because it's probably right. You know, your gut is is well ahead of the messages that are being sent than, than your brain. And typically you'll t- kind of talk yourself out from from what your gut is telling you and so the more often that you and this is one of the frustrating things that I have I, I find Joe with you know with with you know hearing everybody else's wisdom and information um, away from technology and your tech your technology telling you how you're doing um, is you know then you start second guessing really what your gut is telling you and mm-hmm. I think sometimes you have to kind of pull back and go hold on hold on we're, we're we're a primitive creature here we're we're good at this and we're we're good at, at surviving and paying attention to to uh, the demands and the needs of the human body and the mind and the spirit and okay let's you know if i'm craving eating an avocado i eat an avocado and i i don't question it i just nope. it's like it's what i need and i might need a second one you know totally and I, I i i believe in that i i i i live you and i live it because we 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 do hard things i think so you yeah, know so i think that we have to yeah
0: no no like so like for today so you're going to go out for 5 hours in the freezing cold that's the hardest time sometimes to eat and drink because you're sort of like uh yeah. I don't like so what are you going to do for nutrition today for example
1: yeah i'm going to i've got um i'm going to keep circling so i live in a town of about I don't know what thirty to thirty-five thousand people in Tokes, Canada, and, and you know I I'm gonna keep circling back to the okay. house. Got it. You know the the longest circle I'll go for is about an hour and forty-five minutes. Okay. So I don't really need to drink or eat for an hour and forty-five minutes, but you know I'll have a, you know just in the inside of my house I'll open up my door and I'll have uh, the performance tea drink, the endurance, okay. and then I'll have um a bunch of food there set up mm. um my girlfriend lana is wonderful a lot of times she'll make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and i know joe you love peanut butter and jelly you know i'll take a couple of things with me like i'll take some some protein bars and some 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 uh, carbohydrates along with me you know just try to snack you know the problem though is when you i, I don't know about you joe but when i'm running my, my hands get so cold even when i'm wearing the warmest gloves and so you know i'll i'll hate um taking my gloves off and having to unwrap something and put it in my mouth and because then you know your hands are colder for the next 20 minutes thereafter because yep. they've got to yep. catch back up to your body's temperature. And so you know I will put it off. Um, but when I get back to the house here I'll I'll drink my drink really quick. I'll I'll eat my food really quick and then I'll just get back out. Hmm, so that's smart. I, I like that idea. Yeah you know I I yeah I, ideally I would love to go away for five or six hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, in these cold, cold temperatures, I think that it's, it's better to, to come back. And, and, I, you know, one of the things that I've learned along the, the way of training and racing is that, you know, when you end up having cold fluid out there with you, you know, if I'm running today, it, my fluid is going to be this close to freezing. Right. Um, and mm-hmm. so when you put cold fluid into a cold body, that's, the, uh, that's the cl- cleanest way to get hypothermia, like yeah. right, right away. It's like you're cold, you're cooling upon cooling, yeah. And you know, uh, so drinking you know room temperature water, if not a bit warmer, um, is 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 by far the best. And when it's super hot out, what do you want to do? You want to drink cold fluid, you know, to cool your insides. Yep. Uh, because it, it it works. It does. It does work like that. I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's mm-hmm. good. Uh, so I like that. Smart. You know, with mm. you're going to be undergoing about as much stress as you possibly can on your you know, your record attempt. So there's no reason to overstress between now and then. You want to actually right. build up strength and build your system. And so being smart about that, you know, I mean, you're still getting in all those miles on your legs. You know, you're actually fueling. You probably wouldn't even fuel as much if you think right. of all the things we just described. So you just mm-hmm. have to make it so that you're doing it smarter so you can get the miles in otherwise you're going to end up like i got to turn around and come back because i'm both freezing and hungry we know yeah. that we don't drink as much when we're really cold because we don't go to the bathroom as frequently but you still mm-hmm. are sweating you still need hydration so that's mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. yeah so what what's a what's a typical week look now like it's two months away two months and a couple weeks from yeah we start uh how many miles a week? Is it seven days right now? What are you looking at right now?
1: Yeah, it's about six days um, yeah. of, of running every week. Um, oh, what's it looking like right now? I'm not keeping track of, of mileage, but I would guess it's about 120 miles a week right now. So that's you know getting close to the 200 kilometers a week. Yeah. Um, and then it's going to build up uh, I've got only about seven more weeks. Ooh, sure, I've got only seven weeks to train. And so, you know, it'll build up to be about 200 miles a week. Yeah. Um, but to be honest with you, like, and I was talking to to Pete uh, Kostelnik um, about this. And, you know, there's nothing really w- that you can do to prepare yourself for really the first week. No. Because I'm going to be going from, let's call it 300 kilometers a week, all the way to 735 kilometers a week. Um, and week after week, after week, after week, and, you know, the first week is just such a shock to your system. you like to think Joe that, you know, running 300 kilometers a week is going to get you fit. You know, there, there's, there's levels of fitness and there's nothing that can prepare you for that outside of just doing that. So right. first week gets you ready for the second week and second week gets you ready for the third week. And remarkably, you feel pretty, you know, re- really quite good from the fourth week. Um, but you know, it's, you just got to tough it out for the first couple of weeks. So right now, you know, I'm building all the systems, right? So training and fitness has got to be probably one of the easiest things. I mean, it's the hardest things when it comes to, you know, I've got a young family and, and, you know, all these commitments with me, you know, I've got a full-time job, of course. And so then you keep thinking like, okay, I've got to balance out all the, the scales in life. So. You know the, the the time commitment is is difficult, and it's going to even get harder and harder. Uh-huh. Um, I find the biggest challenge is you know finding sleep, and then training. Um, because I could say, okay, you know the time with my kids is non negotiable, but what is negotiable is waking up earlier and getting out for that run. So what happens when that run turns into a from a five to a seven hour run, and then a seven to an eight hour run? Is typically the three o'clock start turns into a two o'clock start, and you know sleep you know, is the, is the victim I I, mm-hmm. I find. So right now it's a building up a lot of systems, you know, the, the fitness system and the running system and your repetitive strain and how many steps can you take and, and, you know, building up the, the mitochondrial system within your body. Yeah. Um, right after my, my run today, before I pick up the kids from school, I've got a, a massage. So I'm just going to get some body work done because, you know, you're starting to notice the left knee here, the right foot there, the hips are doing this, you know, there's, there's, you know, your, 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 your vehicle needs a tune up, you know, here and there to kind of keep track tomorrow. I've got physio, I'm getting physio once a week with, with my, my physio, Sherry McDonald. Um, And, and tomorrow as well too, tomorrow's a big day for, for, for treatment because I'm seeing my, my sports psychologist, uh, Aaron Zelensky. and we got to get Aaron on the, the podcast. That'd be fun. Um because it's, 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 it's so cool. And, you know, the, the whole sports psychology thing. And I, I, you know, I know a lot of people that really struggle with seeing a psychologist because they see it as a form of weakness, especially in like kind of the ultra running world, because we're, we're kind of military tough people. We're like, I don't need a psychologist because I'm not crazy. I'm not, you know, if, if the best football players and soccer players and baseball players and, and, you know, you know, endurance athletes in the world are using a sports psychologist. Everybody could use a sports psychologist to kind of get through their, their stuff. Right. And so, you know, we'll, we'll talk to to Aaron a little bit more about it, Joe is, you know, what kind of what, what does an endurance athlete kind of work through, but you know, like what's going on in your life and then what's going on in, in your running and racing have everything to do with one another, Mm -hmm. you know, self-doubt, self-love, um, you know for myself personally like you know and this is one of the things we don't talk a lot about joe is this has been a, a tough couple of years for me when mm-hmm. it comes to you know i've had a separation with my with my partner and you know split up of my family and so the kids are struggling going back and forth between to between homes and and you know it's a really difficult time for me as a as a as a human as a dad and as a partner and 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 so you know balancing out all of that at the same time as trying to do something truly hard and excellent, you know, it's got a lot of intertwining. And mm-hmm. so, I find the very best thing for me, and this is what we'll go over with with Aaron, a little bit, is, is you know, when it comes to my life, and then when it comes to myself as an endurance athlete, um, there's a lot of grounding that takes place in in just mindfulness, and you know, taking a pause and meditation um and you know just these these opportunities when you're out for a run to practice a lot of the very simple principles of of mindfulness you know like i think the number one joe is is acceptance yeah you know can you accept your current state you know that i think that comes into question every single for every single person during every single workout is how are you doing right now you know, you don't have to be doing good. You have to be. You don't have to be doing bad. You just have to be. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And can you accept that? Right? You know, one of the biggest things, and I've talked to you, Joe, about this too, is, is the idea of non-striving. It's not about running across the country. It's, it's not about a destination. Your destination is this right here. Yeah. And, you know, being in the moment, taking deep breath and going, this is this. You know? It's not about winning the Super Bowl. It's about you know being the quarterback and in in the super bowl and i am here in this play in this moment doing this thing and if i if i execute on those little things then i'm going to win the super bowl right then our team is going to win or or else you know where i'm going to be putting my bet my team in the best position to win um but you know thinking too far in, in 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 advance you know only hamstrings us and so you know i've done a lot of this too joe with 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 um, especially my speed work I don't know about you but like when when I'm doing speed work my world gets very small and I just Mm -hmm. count down the clock until the stupid workout is done but the moment that you stop doing that you're like okay this is this this is this is all this is and and you know your world isn't going to get better you know when you complete this it's just going to be different you know all of a sudden the workout gets 10 times easier And and you can actually enjoy speed work again instead of you know, falling into the trap of like, no, no, I need to avoid discomfort and, and find comfort. I need to, you know, when I get done this workout and I lie on the ground and gasp for, for breath and then I'm going to be happy. No, it doesn't work like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All very, very good points and all for us to, you know, sort of think about and work through, you know, for uh, the other part, it's sort of interesting, you know, because you're now a bit of a public profile you know, there's sometimes where I get attention for what I do uh, but there's also I think there's a there's a lot of this where we should just be like out on our own with just us and not worrying about whether someone else saw us on Strava or you know got some credit for doing something and you know it's almost like for years I actually ditched the watches and didn't want to have any anything to track or look at because it, it it helped. <laughs> Funny way to say it, but it helped me miss the point of what I was doing. You know, I mm-hmm. kept on focusing on this sort of measurement rather than the feeling, rather than the benefit. And and so, for all of us who are out there, you know, it is good to sort of just be in that moment and get the benefit out. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I don't know how you would say. And it's not just running, as we know, right? It's just that's just one form. But it's like, oh, I love it. Then then you would. St- I think we should ask ourselves the question: Is why? Like what why do you? What is it that's happening? And you know, well, of course, Andrew Huberman would answer with, you know, neurochemicals and neuromodulators that are sort of mm-hmm. working in our favor. But but that means that we're the design is working better. Like we're designed to do something. Mm-hmm. And often when we don't feel good, it's because we're sort of fighting the design. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so there's some things we do that probably aren't that good for us. That's why we don't feel good. I mean, there's no—I don't know. i'm Probably a little bit strong in this, but like a hangover is a real sign, right? That's not a—we don't feel bad because something good is happening.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. feel Absolutely.
0: Bad. Feel bad because something good is happening. So, so just being really aware is is important, yeah. I think, during this. And if a sports psychologist or yourself can help you find that out, then you can work through issues, you know, and your personal situation is a challenge there's lots of people who have challenges and that's Mm because there isn't a lot of precision in how we live and there is stuff that we'll never be able to explain you know like how could Mm -hmm. some psychopath like this guy Putin go and kill people like that we won't be able to explain that there's just you know we have to figure out how to address that separately but uh, some of this is uh, acceptance and then you know I think we've both talked about the Stoic philosophy, worry about what you can control and not what you can't control. You know, like today you're going to control what you wear. You can't control mm-hmm. the weather. So that's right. what you choose to do. So, you know, well, so yeah, and i think to
1: right? You, you, as a result. Yeah, and, and you just brought up an interesting, you know, word choice, right? You know, that's what you choose to do. And I, I think that there's a lot of power and, 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 and incredible, um, uh, you know, Control that that comes with the idea of choice. You know, when it's something that you choose to do, you know, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's painful, it's your choice. And the fact that you can go out and do these hard things, and ultimately you have a choice. There are certain things in life that you don't choose; you have to do. You know, unfortunately, life is full of all these 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 things. You're like, hey, I don't want to do this. I don't want to have to present to this to this group. I don't want to have to, you know, you know. I think about you know, the, probably the hardest thing that the vast majority of people do is raising a young child, you know, Mm -hmm. during the first nine months of, of a baby's life, you know, it's, it's a complete catastrophe. You know, think about like, you know, you're, you're sleepless, you know, you have this screaming baby that's, 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 that's designed to get your attention. They, they scream and every single cell of your body. Like I've done gone through it three times, Joe, you've gone through it twice. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, that those moments are hard, but yet, Somehow we get up every day and do it over and over and over again. And then number one, it's because of choice. And I think number two, it's because we put an incredible amount of purpose behind this. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'm a, I'm a dad or I'm a mom and I love my child and I'm going to hold them even though they're screaming and puking and pooping and not sleeping and all of those things. And everybody goes through it. But yet you wonder why you can do those things, which are way harder yeah than going out for a workout and i think a lot of time you you say it's not my i would not choose to work out you know because i i want to look good in that bikini or i want to and you know it, it, it's a weird dynamic that we have and i find that ultimately if we can flip that switch and say no 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 this is a choice this is this is wonderful this is great then we can tend to do harder things like raise a child
0: yeah, I, I, you know, oof, there's so much in this that we probably need a whole nother podcast on it. But oh, yeah. I do yeah. think that uh, if you have to decide whose life it is, right? Is this yours or someone mm-hmm. else's? And if it's yours, then make sure you follow your center, your thinking, you know, when someone says, oh, you know, like, I don't know, you do have a choice. Like, for example, after work, you know, maybe people don't do it as much as they used to, but let's go to the bar or let's go to the gym, you know, And then you sort of feel like, oh, well, everyone's going to the bar, so I'm going to go there. That wasn't really what you wanted to do, but you followed someone else's way of living. Like, don't do that. Follow what you want to do. Live your life. Don't live someone else's life. The choices that they make are their choices. Make your choices. And you'll be happier for it over the medium to long term because you'll realize that your choices, and we've had guests like this on, you know, whether it was Tommy or Jonathan or Sean, you know, they had to break with people who weren't influencing them in a good way to live their life and then they became much more productive and happier and and you know just well-adjusted people and so I think this is all about that and so it is my choice and I want it to be that way and so it's okay if someone else disagrees or says oh you know well Dave you don't have to run six days a week why don't you run four you know like well you can run four like <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. don't run at all like I think that we have to be careful about trying to impose and then also how we must respond. So, yeah, I think that, you know, the complexity of all this is and you know, what I've enjoyed doing this podcast, both we learn from the people we talk to, you know, by listening, by hearing their stories, by appreciating that now, you know, this is the 90th episode, you know, let's say we've talked to 85 guests, you know, without our, you know, few words, just you and me in that a lot of learning right because they've all Mm -hmm. taken a different path there is no sort of set path and they've made a lot of choices it's fun to see get inspired by that and then go and test it out ourselves in the community that we put ourselves in and that really Mm -hmm. makes a difference who you hang out with is in a lot of ways who you become you know so find good role models and then just Mm -hmm. you know when you make a commitment hold yourself accountable to the commitments you make You know, you don't make it, that's fine. But if you do, stay to it. And, you know, all these simple life lessons, they open the aperture for, you know, a much more sort of productive, you know, satisfying, purposeful life. And, you know, it's, there are all these, you know, sort of cute sayings which we come up with, but, you know, privilege is earned and not granted. And Mm -hmm. I think that people think it's the other way, you know, and privilege only means that you can do what you want, but that's something you earn. You know that discipline creates freedom. You know you said doing hard things makes an easier life. All of these ideas are actually really true when you start to step into them and stick with them. And so, uh, so I think you know we're we're gonna have a interesting couple months coming up, and a couple months after that, you know, you uh, bet. As uh, as you get ready, maybe we'll do another check in before uh, before you head out on May fifteenth, just the two of us course mm-hmm. as the you know as the run starts to develop we'll be having podcasts from the road and and talking yes. a lot to check in with you and see how that goes because this will be one of the more remarkable you know human endeavors this year that you're mm. stepping into uh you know and then we're gonna have some data you know you did uh just recently get connected with koros watch company or i guess device yeah. company and you're wearing a koros verdicts to watch and that is uh, going to capture all the data and so we'll be able to right. take a look and see what's happening you know heart rate and heart rate variability and you know strain levels and speed and all that and it'll be fun to see
1: oh yeah you know i think joe i think there's gonna be a number of different ways to kind of connect with you know and, and i know it's a bit too too soon to 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 make any announcements or to you know to talk about you know others outside of myself but you know you know, Coros is talking with other athletes doing incredible things as you're, you know, Coros is really growing. I mean, I like to, 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 to tell you Joe and, and to all of our listeners that, you know, it's funny, we, we end up just hearing a couple of days ago about how Killian Jornage has signed with Coros. And yeah, but, but, but by the way, I, I got in first, right. Yes. He went for me first and then went for him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, he's, he's the, he's the, the greatest trail ultra runner in the world right now. Yeah. Um, and you know they're they're going after a strong lineup um you know they've got of course elude kipchoge they've got camille heron um but you know they're 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 going after a strong lineup but they're they're putting together a team that's going to rival you know anybody and anything and it's really really quite cool so they're going to be capturing my data um along you know the entire run the 72 days or 67 days or whatever that takes me. I got it just you know on the side and I'm gonna get back into that for a second. But you know I'm just looking at my you know I got the Coros Vertex 2 in the mail I don't know, like a week and a half, two weeks ago. And I've gone for I don't know what, like five long runs since and and running almost every day like last night was a 12 kilometer you know recovery run. And you know I haven't plugged it in and it's still at 70% battery. Um, wow. I don't under, I don't understand how that works. Wow. Um, I, I, it's not that big, like it's a big watch, but it's not, you know, it doesn't carry like a big battery pack that I have to throw into my backpacker. I mean, like, it's, it's weird. I don't understand how, how that works, but you know, we're, we're going to be capturing all that data, you know, my HRV, my, you know, I'm going to be wearing it as I sleep. You're going to see everything. Yeah. um and so that data is going to be pretty interesting along with other people's data that are doing really hard things in, in 2022 but you know from with that as well too you know like i think there's going to be a lot of really you know i know joe you alluded to it a little bit with the chasing tomorrow podcast you know that's going to probably be your your number one way to kind of keep up to 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 date with with my progress you know you're going to be interviewing me as I'm going across the country and giving yeah. updates, once a week or whatever we decide to do, yeah. um, might even be a bit, little bit more at the end if people are interested. or might be less uh, if I'm super grumpy and tired and <laughs> and just e- e- only eating when I'm when I'm not running and things. Um, but you know, I'm going to be giving a lot of updates. Uh, so you know, everybody, you know, tell all your friends that that, that this you know Jason tomorrow podcast is going to be the the number one way to to, to keep up. Also, you know, like the live tracker, you know, we right. still got to figure that out. And I think it's, you know, I think the best method is to put it on the, the Performance 2 website. And, and, you know, we, yeah, I you know, last time I ran across the country in 2018, it, you know, it was really quite interesting. A lot of people at work would have their computer work, you know, their work screen set up that, that they, you know, are doing their work. And then they would have another screen. You'd see this little dot traveling across the country and for whatever reason people are really interested in just seeing this this dot move or i got a lot of messages when i was running people said you know bloody hell dave you know i, I got out of bed early this morning and thinking you know i'm going to get out for a run and and you've already run 40 kilometers right. or 30 kilometers and you know it just motivated me like what's my excuse it's raining out but what's my excuse i, I got to get out here and run so it's it's neat it's a really neat way to kind of kind of um keep up to date and to connect uh with 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 me out there doing this and and please you know everybody on instagram and 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 facebook send me messages i, I read all your stuff it, it really lifts me um it's it's wonderful stuff but I, I, we're gonna find ways me and joe to to connect with with all of you um in a meaningful way as we as we go about doing this and so yeah, yeah. It's
0: interesting, dave when we were out on the the adventure course there, this expedition race, uh, we were just having a lot of time to catch up. And at one point we were asking like, what's your favorite sport to watch? And my partner, we were with a bunch of people were just talking, and my partner said, dot watching. And everyone's like, what's dot watching? And we didn't like, it ha- wasn't like in our consciousness at the moment, but you just said it. So dot watching is on any multi-day race, you were wearing a tracker. And so we had trackers on during this race so people could watch our dots go across Florida. And right. so it's it's like one of the weirdest things, if you think about, it, you're like, you're watching this dot, but you get captivated by this. And so, yeah, so we will, we'll do the, the dot, you know, um, broadcast and then mm-hmm. have a lot of dot watchers and we're going to create this new dot watching sport and, uh, you know, we'll just be part of it. So anyway. Oh, yeah. And not that only series, that.
1: You're, that's a thing. Oh, yeah absolutely and not just you know, the dot watching but you know any runner in canada who i'm you know canada is a funny you know country you know we're we're long and, and narrow like we have a lot of real estate to the north but you know the vast majority of people that live in canada live close to the trans canada highway you know mm-hmm. that's yeah. just the, that's just the way it goes outside of toronto toronto dips down quite quite a ways but so i won't be running through toronto i'll be running through ottawa uh but you know it's anybody who's following that dot you know as i get closer to you come on come on out and run with me my crew can't drive you back we can't we can't give you a ride i can't be feeding everybody and watering everybody because that's just a tremendous amount of work for my crew but bring out your own water bring out your own food and come and come and come for a jog with me and and tell me tell me a story i I would love that
0: that's yeah we'll make sure that people show up including me and others Mm -hmm. uh in the family here. Well, I know, Dave, we got to get you out on the, the frigid tundra there.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. You
0: could just keep going and make sure you miss your run, but that probably wouldn't yeah. be responsible. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll talk some more about, you know, what, uh, what we're learning with Koros, you know, with nutrition, with your other partners as you go along, you know, whether it's Ultra mm-hmm. or any others, because I think it'll be important for people to understand all of the the team that's behind you in equipment and food and and all of that so maybe we'll you know in two or three weeks as we're about a month out we'll do sort of uh what's dave using uh Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll cover that and uh you know listeners uh stay tuned because this is going to get interesting this year uh you know dave and i are uh coming up soon you know by the time he's out there we'll be up on episode 100 which you know is sort of one of our next big objectives and uh, so much fun doing this. Dave, what a pleasure starting the day with you. I wish you the best on your run. I'll check you out on Strava when you're done and um, have fun.
1: Absolutely, thanks a lot, Joe, and and see you guys out there.
0: All right, see you soon. See
1: you soon.
0: Hey, Dave, so fun to hang out with you and get caught up on 2022. It's turning out to be quite the year and we've just started. I mean, there's so much fun and big challenges ahead. I do look forward to our next check-in and telling our listeners how your training is going. And I hope you survived that wicked cold weather of uh, minus 20. Ooh, yuck. Wow, crazy. Okay, well, there you have it. Another amazing episode brought to you by our sponsor, Performance Tea. Check out their endurance electrolyte blend, lemonade, and iced tea flavor. It's amazing. You can find them on www.performancetea.com. Use the Chasing 20 discount code for 20% off your purchase and give us a review on Apple or on Spotify. That'd be awesome. Recommend listening to your friends, our podcast. We would love that. Thanks for coming with us on this journey and chasing tomorrow with us. Thanks.